Let's talk about global interest rates. What I see is that the hikes are slowing and inversion is signaling a recession. I put together all the interest rates across the world into an Excel file and then <clears throat> I did a huge analysis and I'm going to explain the top level of that analysis. Welcome to the Become a Better Investor community. My name is Andrew Stotz. Let's get started. You can download the free 100-page March 2023 Global Interest Rate Chart Book by clicking on the Get the PDF button at myworstinvestmentever.com or by clicking the link in the description. So let's get into global markets. What I see is the end of developed market short-term rate rise. In other words, the Fed-led increase. I think inverted yield curves are going to remain, and high interest rates seem to remain in emerging markets. So let's first start off by looking at an interest rate in overview, where we're just looking at where interest rates are right now. Now, I do this by a little table, which uh, you can see. If you're watching this video or listening to this audio, just download the, uh, the chart book that I'll have linked in the show notes. So world GDP is about $87 trillion. And my calculation by GDP weighting interest rates across the world in every country, I get a three-month yield of 5.3%. Developed markets account for about $52 trillion. And those have a, developed markets have an interest rate of about 3.6. Now we're talking about three-month yield. And then emerging markets have a market cap of about 36, uh, sorry, a GDP of about $36 trillion, and they have a 7.7% yield. So developed markets are at 3.6, and emerging markets have a three-month yield at 7.7, which is more than double the developed markets. Now let's shift to one-year yield. The world one-year yield is about 44 percent. Developed market is 3.4, so lower. And emerging markets, one-year yield is almost double the developed markets, which are uh, the, the one-year yield for emerging markets is 5.8 percent. Now, <clears throat> what's important is what's going on with long-term rates. So here I look at 10-year yields, and what I see is the world 10-year yield is at 4.1 percent right now, and developed market is down to about 3 percent and emerging markets 10-year yield, yield is at about 5.6, which is almost double the developed market yields. Next, let's look at the year-on-year -year changes. What's today versus 12 months ago? <clears throat> what we can see is that three-month yields saw aggressive increases year-on-year -year across the globe. So the yield 12 months ago for three-month government bonds was 2.1 across the world, and now it's 5.3, which means it's up about 3.2 percentage points. That's pretty massive. Now, if we just break it down into developed and emerging, what we're going to see for three-month money is that the developed markets, which of course includes mainly U.S. and Europe, uh, developed markets' interest rates were at basically zero a year ago. And now, as of March 2022, they're at 3.6%. And that is a 3.5 percentage points rise. It's a massive rise. And it's part of what's causing the problem in the banking sector in particular. Now, emerging markets, uh, 
we're at 5.1% three-month government bond yield uh, <clears throat> 12 months ago. And now they're at 7.7, which is a 2.6 percentage point rise. So less of a percentage point rise, but now uh, three-month money is at 7.7 in emerging markets. Now, the one yield rose most in developed markets, but hardly moved in emerging markets. So let's take a look at world uh, one-year government bond yields 12 months ago. They were at 2.5%, and now they're at 4.4 as of March 2023. And that's up by 1.9 percentage points. If we look at the developed markets, that's where pretty much most of the rise happened. It went from 0.8 for one-year government bond yields to 3.4%, and that is a 2.6 percentage points increase. And then let's look at emerging markets, where we can see that emerging markets' one-year government bond yields went from 5.1 up to 5.8. So a pretty small move in emerging markets, just 0.7 percentage points, and I would say <clears throat> relatively flat. Now, here's where it gets more interesting. Ten-year yield is up significantly in developed markets, while emerging was flat. So let's look at this for a moment. The 10-year government bond yield was 3.2% 12 months ago. And as of March 2023, it's at 4.1%. That is a rise of about roughly one percentage point. Now, almost all that rise came into the developed markets. Developed markets went from 1.7% for 10-year government bond yields a year ago to 3%. That's up, that's basically almost double, and that's up by 1.3 percentage points. So the rise in the short-term rate that the Fed initiated, particularly for developed markets, has been uh, reflected in the rise in the long-term rate by the long-term rate doubling to get to 3%. Now, 1.7% for government bond yields of 10 years was already at an all-time low at that point, or very close to it. But what's interesting is that developed markets were basically flat at about 5.5, 5.6% for 10-year money. <clears throat> you see, what happened in developed markets is that they never went to a super low interest rate regime. So now let's look at that rate progression over time. This chart shows how three-month government bond yields moved over time. And what we can see is that, actually, the first thing you can see on this chart is that in, uh, what was it, in November of 2022, boom, emerging markets shot up pretty significantly. So what happened in November? Well, <clears throat> we'll talk more about that in just a bit, but let's look at this. The three-month yield consistently increased over the past 12 months, but developed market was flat month-on-month -month in March. Now, the month-on-month -month movement in March basically tells me that we could be at the end of the rate hike cycle for the developed markets. If we look at the one-year government bond yield, what we'll see is that in March 2023, the world one-year yield has fallen for the first time. Again, that fall is signaling that the, uh, the rise in short-term rate that the Fed did uh, is causing people to have two reactions. Reaction number one is to think that they're going to contain inflation and therefore they don't need such a high rate to compensate for 10 years or one year of inflation. The second thing that we can see from that is that it could mean that the market believes that we're going to head into a recession. And when a recession happens, economic growth slows. And when economic growth slows, that means returns in the economy slow. And that means that the underlying returns 
uh, that would be called like the real return of a government bond would shrink. So those are the things that I'm seeing right now there. Now let's now look, go, go from the one-year yield to the 10-year yield, which has risen less extreme compared to short-term rates. But developed markets fell month on month again. So we've got a flat uh, emerging market, pretty much no big change in 10-year yields in the last 12 months. And what we see is in developed markets, there's been a pretty big change, but that change has now reversed. And again, this is some signal that we are seeing uh, long-term rates coming down and could mean that people's expectation of inflation is falling as the Fed is increasing its short-term rates. It could also signal a recession. Well, let's go into the last part, which is the yield curve, to try to understand what the yield curve is telling us. Remember, a normal yield curve is when the short-term uh, short rates, government bond rates, are lower than long-term rates. So let's say 1% for short-term rates and 4% for long-term rates. But when they invert, it means that the short-term rates go higher than the long-term rates. And inversion is normally happening because the Fed or the central bank is pushing up the rate that they can control, which is the three-month rate or, let's say, the short-term rate. So here what I've done is I've looked at the world's uh, interest rate. So 10-year 10 uh, 10 government bond is at 3.2%. This is as of March 2022, so 12 months ago. And the short-term rate was at 2.1, which means the difference between these was a positive 1.1%, meaning 12 months ago, yield curve was normal. And now what we can see is that <clears throat> I'm going to go to February first before I go to March. And in February, we can see that what happened was the short-term rate shot up. So long-term rate was 4.3, that's a 10-year rate, and the three-month rate was 5.2. And that means with three-month rate being less than the long-term rate, we had an inversion of 0 0.9 uh, percentage points. Now, let's now go on from uh, February where we had that inversion to March. Did inversion steepen or get better or worse? And in fact, what happened was that the yield curve uh, did the inversion steepen, meaning short-term rates went higher than long-term rates. And that's mainly because long-term rates fell. Short-term rates went up a little bit. So the inversion is now 1.2% inverted. So let's now break that down by region. And here we can see the developed markets yield curve inverted as well, but less than the world. So let's look at that for a moment. We're going to go back in time to 12 months ago in March of 2022. And what we can see is that long-term rates, 10-year rates, were at 1.7%. And government, uh, let's say three-month government bond rates were at basically zero in the developed markets. And that meant that there was a 1.6% steepening of the yield curve, meaning a normal yield curve. But by February of this year, we're now at, we saw that 10-year rates were 3.3 and three-month rates were 3.6. Therefore, we had a 0.3 percentage point inversion. And it got even worse in um, March, where we can see that the 10-year uh, <clears throat> rate actually fell a bit and the short-term rate stayed where it was. And the inversion basically doubled from 0.3 negative, meaning an uh, inverted yield curve, to 0.6 percentage points negative which means a more steepening of the curve. So let's finally look at the emerging market yield curve, which saw a much greater inversion. If we go back in time, 12 months ago, we can see that the 10-year government bond rate uh, was, in March 2022, was 5.5%. 5 
and the three-month rate was 5.1. The difference of those two was 0.4, which tells us that the yield curve was normal and kind of flat. Now, if we go forward to February, in other words, last month, we can see that 10-year was at 5.7 and three-month was at 7.6. So three-month rates were much higher, and that is a differential of 1.8 percentage points. So there is an inversion in the emerging markets by 1.8 percentage points. So the question is, did it get better or worse in March of 2023? Well, the answer to that is it got worse. It went from 1.8 percentage points inversion to 2.0 percentage points inversion. And so what we can see from this is that I think the end result of this is that we're seeing a lot more inversion right now in the emerging markets. So what's the key points and the bottom line to take away from this analysis? Key point number one is that high short-term global and emerging market rates. Rates are high now compared to the 12 months ago. And yield curve inversion. The second thing is that short-term rates are up massively year on year. And there's small increase in long-term rates. In other words, the short-term rates basically went up super high, super fast, and the long-term rates don't move nearly as quickly and, and not as extreme. Also, short-term rate rise has, seems to have stopped in the developed markets. In other words, the, the central banks are not going to raise rates anymore. Uh, and developed market long-term rates actually fell month on month, which starts to tell us that the market is feeling like the Fed and the central banks have done enough. And then we can see that the yield curve uh, inversion has steepened, especially in emerging markets. Now, portion of this uh, steepening is happening because long-term rates are falling. So what's happening is that short-term rates may be remaining somewhat high and long-term rates are falling, and that's causing even more of an inversion. And we know why is an inversion so important? Because the inversion of a yield curve has been basically the best uh, signal that we've ever had to consistently predict an inflation, or sorry, a, a recession. And we've had an inverted yield curve now for a long time, and my estimate is that it's mid-2023 uh, that we have that recession based upon just that uh, inverted yield curve. So what's the bottom line? Well, we see the end of the developed market short-term rate rise. We see inverted yield curves remaining and high rates and inversions in emerging markets. Remember? you can download the complete uh, global interest rate chart book for free by clicking on the get the PDF link at myworstinvestmentever.com or by clicking on the link in the description. That book is valuable. I highly recommend that you download it. I'll see you in the next session.